Welcome to Trolodron Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey. Episode 25, Sets, Signings, and Stories. Well, hello and welcome again to episode 25 of Trollodon Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey. And a little quick PSA here for those people who are new or maybe have forgotten. You can find me online at Creator Chad on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also find me, of course, at chadcorey.com. That's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E. Dot com And you can find uh, Trollodon related more information by the Trollodon website. That's T R A L O D R E N dot com. And it's also, again, just Trollodon for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get some more Trollodon specific posts and such and information on your feed. I want to get that out there because some people are not aware of that. And I've just come off of a uh, convention, and I will be going into some things in the next uh, few days here. I'll be talking about it shortly, and I want to make sure people know where to find me if they want to continue to uh, seek me out. I also have a newsletter you can find by going to the website and subscribing on there by pushing the subscribe button or something to that effect <laughs> wherever you find this information and uh, get access to it because it will be changing in the next few months as far as how things are laid out. But that said, thanks again for checking out the podcast. I do appreciate it. Today we're going to talk about some things that are going on in October, and it is a pretty, I don't want to say jam-packed month, but it is a productive month, and there's a lot going on. I wanted to give you a summation here and let you know what's happening, some things behind the scenes as well, and also share a fun uh, sample story, dramatic reading, I guess you can say, for Triumph of the Wizard King. So first of all, what is going on? Well, October is the official release date of the Wizard King Trilogy box set. Yes, I've been talking about it for long enough here. It should finally come out at some point, right? And it has. October 4th will be the release in bookstores of the Wizard King Trilogy box set. And if you're interested in knowing a little bit more about it, what it entails, I did an unboxing video you can find on my YouTube channel or just go to my website. The YouTube channel is just my name, Chad Corey. Uh, and then you can find out other things I've posted on there too. But the newest one should be, or second newest one I should say, excuse me, should be the unboxing video where I go into a little bit of in-depth about showing you what it all entails, the quality of it and kind of how it looks and my first impressions and thoughts on the overall process and presentation in general. So I do encourage you to check that out. It's about four, maybe five minutes at the most long, so not too long, but it moves pretty quickly. And I, I cover a lot of ground on that. I'm not going to reiterate here. But needless to say, it is out. And it is available, so do take advantage of that if that's something you have uh, an interest in, in checking out. As I've said in previous episodes, um, there has been, I don't want to say a limited number of prints made of it. It just has a smaller quantity than what was made initially for the other titles. And so there's not as many to go around initially as there were for the original releases of the first three books in the trilogy. So... Again, if this is something that you think would be kind of fun for you to have or maybe you want to gift it to someone else for Christmas, whatever, this would be the opportunity now to take advantage of that because I don't necessarily know how long they'll stay in stores and I don't know exactly how many copies each store is getting of what. So, if again, go online if you want to, go to the stores, put in a pre-order or you know put in an order, whatever the case might be, and uh, take advantage of that. 
It also is available in comic book stores. I know I haven't really always mentioned that. It's kind of a unique animal working with Dark Horse Comics, I guess you can say, is they don't just do prose books, they also do comics. So there are there's another venue you can take advantage of as far as where you can find it. Uh, comic shops, like I said, probably wouldn't be the first place I would think of trying to find books, but now you know there's an opportunity at least. Maybe they can get a hold of it that way if you can't find it anywhere else, or maybe that's where you get a lot of your stuff, your, your reading material in general, and you can just add that to your list, your pull list, as it were. So that's what's going on, and in conjunction with that and the promotion of that, I'm going to be doing some stock signings in the first couple weeks or maybe the first half of October. We'll see how many I can squeeze in here at a time. And unfortunately, for those who live outside of the Minnesota area, these will only be in Minnesota. Uh, why am I doing that? Well, first of all, I want to reward all the people that have been so helpful and supportive of these titles and myself in general over the last two years of putting the books out there. We've done a lot of interesting things during these challenging times of the last uh, you know, two years when the books have come out. And I really appreciate the help and support that these stores have given me and shown me. And you guys as well. You guys have been very supportive, especially in the Minnesota area, in getting uh, word of mouth out there and picking up titles and things like that. So I just wanted to share my appreciation and, and make copies available for purchase that would be signed in conjunction with the box set. So everyone has kind of an option of some solutions there, I guess you can say, if the box set is sold out for some reason, we still have access to signed copies. You can kind of make your own box set as it were for that so that's what's going to be going on um, i'll be hitting up the stores like i said the first week in october and doing it you know so many at a time i'm not going to try and overload myself i'm not going to try and overload the stores either i'm just going to take it at a nice even keel for the most part and focus on doing that and a few other things i need to get done before the end of the year so I'll let you guys know on social media, and that's why I let you guys know about my handles and stuff earlier in the episode, so you can follow me, and uh, I'll post them on my social media. I don't know about sharing them on the website. Maybe I'll do something at the end. It's kind of like a compilation kind of thing. That's kind of the strategy that might change. Don't hold me to that, obviously, but do look for that in the next few days here, uh, at the time of this recording at least, when I start going out there and doing some things of that effect. And that means you should be able to get access to some signed copies if you're in the Minnesota area. Or I think you should be able to order the books directly from those individual stores and have them sent to you as well. That might be a possibility uh, if that's something you really desperately need to get signed copies. So there are a few options and possible solutions there on that front. And tying into the signings, why the second reason why I'm doing the signings, number one, I said, is to reward them. Number two is because just a few months from now, I know it seems not that quick, but it really is, just a few months from now I will be doing uh, some more signings, a lot more signings for the books that are coming out next year. And rather than kind of wear out my welcome at these stores, I want to just kind of come in, go out kind of thing, and then allow the opportunity for a longer stay in just a few months where I'll be able to do a more traditional signing and not just at those stores, my goal and my hope is to get outside the Minnesota region and, and hit some more locations and localities again, see where I can kind of connect and, and reach out to in the market and other areas of the country as well. And maybe, maybe working more with Dark Horse on that front to kind of see what we might be able to do together and, and reach some more people. So that's the first part of the month, which is going to be pretty busy, like I said. But the rest of the month and the rest of the year, I'm going to be focused on finishing up 
everything that needs to get put together for the marketing and promotional and layout and design elements of the Shadow Regent and a few other projects that I got working with Dark Horse and elsewhere. Basically, we're looking at having to finish up the final proof for the Shadow Regent. I'm happy to say the cover looks great. We've just got a couple more tweaks to make on it, and it should be done and ready to go. And the interior basically is just about done. There's just a few little areas that needed to be touched up with a couple little small tweaks on it. And thankfully, they are small tweaks. They're not major major revisions, so that shouldn't be too hard to do, and it should speed things along pretty quickly because we're going to have to start taking it to the printer relatively soon. Again, I know it sounds super fast, but that's how publishing works. And it, you just you got to be so many months out to get stuff in the queue to get it all ready to have it even available to release for next year. And that, as far as I know, is still on course to be a late March release. I think it's the 21st still at this point in time, but things have changed in the past, so don't hold me to that 100%. But I, I would say for sure the first part of April it should be available and ready to uh, purchase as well. Of course, you can always still pre-order it now if you like. It is available on Anywhere books are available, including the internet and any bookstores and comic shops, again, in that scenario. And it is available on uh, Kindle and, it, I mean, Kindle ebook and print. And it should be making itself available for pre-order, pre excuse me, in audiobook. I would think in the next couple months or so, I'm going to be handing that off to uh, recorded books, I think later this month, early part of next month. That should be coming together and getting out there and I'll have more to say about that in the near future. And finally, this month is kind of a fun month because last month we had the two-year anniversary of the Return of the Wizard King's release, which is just amazing to think about, and that is still selling very well. So again, thank you again for everyone in the stores to help the people that have been supporting it. I really do appreciate that. And part of the thing that's going on now in October that's been, it's been a fun joy to experience is the one-year anniversary of Triumph of the Wizard King. That has not even been a year, and we are seeing it kind of reach the same milestones that the other books have reached as far as sales and things. It's actually progressing, I think, pretty well, uh, especially now that it's been picking up again with more people's awareness and sales and things with that. So part of that, as always, which I've been trying to do with the trilogy at least, is have a fun, dramatic reading that helps celebrate the one-year anniversary milestone. That's no different with this particular case with Triumph of the Wizard King. And so the remainder of this episode will be the dramatic reading or excerpt, I should say, of Triumph of the Wizard King. I tried to pick a spot that wasn't too spoilerish, so you should be free to listen to it and not have to have any concerns about getting spoiled on what happens in the story. I would encourage you also, if you like this, what you hear, go back and go to the website or my YouTube channel where I also post these and listen to the readings for the first and second books where they have more uh, dramatic elements like sound effects, music, some attempts at voice acting, and, and so on and so forth. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it, and I will catch you again next episode. One-year anniversary special reading of Triumph of the Wizard King by Chad Corey. Read by Chad Corey. The noise from somewhere within the darkness of the hallway snapped everyone's jaws shut. Rowan almost had his shield off his shoulders and on his left forearm by the time he ventured a look beyond the doorway. 
He didn't see anything, which only made things worse when the second noise came. This one was muffled, but louder than the first. However, it was clear it originated from where they'd just come, allowing them the chance to escape down the other part of the hall. He ducked back inside the room long enough to motion for Kadrissa and Alara to remain silent and started making their way down the hallway. He let them pass while standing guard by the doorway, listening. After giving them enough of a lead, he followed. He was just closing the gap between them when Kadrissa pointed out a familiar sight. More stairs, she whispered. Good, added Alara. The sooner we can leave this... Another noise froze everyone's step. It was much closer and louder than the previous ones had been. Get up those stairs, Rowan whispered. Neither Kadrissa nor Alara moved. A heavy roar filled the hallway. Their stalker was now visible. It was a troll, and a fairly angry one at that. His ten-foot frame dominated the hallway. With only a breechcloth to cover him, the giant gave Rowan a clear view of his strong but lean reddish-brown flesh and hairy chest and arms. Clawed hands and feet didn't approve his appeal. Another bellow brought his sharp teeth into clear view. All the while, his cruel yellow eyes never took their focus from Rowan. And then there were the curled ram's horns. Rowan had heard old stories of just how deadly they could be in an attack. There were the other tales, too, of how trolls often enjoyed eating their victims raw, sometimes while even still alive. Go, he shouted, waving them on with his sword. The troll raised his meaty claw and swiped at him. Rowan blocked it with his shield. The force behind the blow was so strong it caused him to retreat a few steps. Rowan chanced to glance back and saw it was Kadrissa who led Alara up the stairs. Alara happened to look back at the same time, catching Rowan's eye. Even in the midst of peril, she put on a confident face. The short moment they shared strengthened his resolve. He saw the troll's abdomen as the best place to attack, but his blade only nicked the giant's flesh, drawing out the teeniest river of red blood. It was a good sign the troll could be wounded. He had to use a great deal of muscle to hold back the troll's counter-strike and slid back a few paces from the blow. He knew he couldn't keep this up for long. Either his shield would break or he'd be shoved into his back. First blood or not, it was foolish to think he could defeat a troll. Not even the best Nordic warrior would take up this fight without a great deal of consideration. He could smell the giant's rancid breath and felt the hot gusts upon his neck and face. An angry claw followed another snarl. Rowan raised his shield in time and blocked it, but was unable to hold his ground, sliding back another foot. The troll laughed. The giant was toying with him, playing with his ray doll before he sank his teeth around his neck for the kill. It was clear the troll knew he had the advantage and was enjoying it. Rowan knew when he was beaten and began looking for a way out. If he could get to a more defendable position, where he could have some better options, even put his back to the wall, he'd stand a chance of defending Kadrissa and Alara. If he died here, he'd be of no use to them. So he opted to run, Nordic logic aiding in the choice. Swinging and jabbing hard into the towering creature, Rowan felt himself land a few good strikes, though the giant didn't make any sign he'd been wounded. In the fraction of time it took for the troll to return in kind, Rowan made his move. He ran backward as fast as he could, keeping his shield and sword level until he felt he'd gained enough of a lead. Once he had it, he ran full force for the stairs, but at any lead he thought he'd secured quickly evaporated when the troll gave chase. Pushing himself as fast as he could, Rowan vaulted up the steps. His joints ached and his body was wet with perspiration. His breath pulsed in rhythm with his frantic heart, pounding faster than the troll's footfalls behind him. A bright flash of bronze light 
rushed over his shoulder so quickly he nearly lost his footing. All he could see were incandescent spots before his eyes. It barely missed him but hit the troll hard. The giant was struck straight in the chest and rolled backward with the momentum of the blast, tumbling down the steps. Roan could hardly move. He dropped to his hands and knees to support his hunched frame. Panting, heart thumping in his ears, and eyes still dancing with tiny green globes of light, he didn't notice Alara and Kadrissa descending the steps to meet him. Only when Alara's hand touched his shoulder did he register anything other than his physical condition. You alright? She gave him a rapid once-over as Kadrissa wandered a few steps down. She was lost in her own thoughts and fingering the necklace. Just let me catch my breath. The panting had lessened, but he was still winded. Is it dead? Alara asked Kadrissa, who hadn't moved from her place, eyes searching out the oily darkness below with a trance-like stare. Yes, Kadrissa said, returning to her full senses, hand dropping from the pendant as she rejoined Rowan and Alara. You sure? Rowan huffed out between gulps of breath. Trolls can be pretty hard, too. I'm sure. The spell was quite lethal. Rowan stared down at the troll's body near the base of the stairs. He didn't see any signs of life, but the light and distance made it hard to get a clear view. The one obvious thing he could see, though, was a hole the size of a fist that went clear through his chest and heart. There was no blood, only the circular wound. Impressed by the sight, Rowan turned to the others. So why didn't you do that earlier? I didn't know I could until just now. Kadrissa's faint smile was unsettling, chiefly because of the odd disconnect between it and her face, as if she were wearing a mask. Do you think there were any more? He tried to stand. Alara helped him up. Probably. Again, there was a strange distance in her voice and face. Then we can't afford to stand around wasting time. Rowan drew himself together, wiped his slick brow with his arm, and arched his back in a stretch. He was confident his vision would clear momentarily. Where to now? Alara asked Kadrissa. Up. Kadrissa resumed her ascent. She still wasn't fully herself, but seemed aware of her surroundings. He took that for a good sign. Rowan grabbed Alara's wrist, halting her own advance. After he was sure Kadrissa was out of earshot, he asked, What happened? We were running up the steps, and then she just started casting that spell. Rowan released his hold. Nothing else? Not that I can see, but she isn't as bad as before. If we can make better progress, I think, and what if we can't? Alara said nothing more, instead taking a few steps past Rowan, leaving him once again guarding the rear. The following reading is copyright Chad Corey All Rights Reserved. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey All Rights Reserved.